Hey, I'm Pastor Dave. Welcome to the Lighthouse. We hope the Lord speaks to you today by his word. God bless. I, I thank God and I look forward to different times to hear the testimony of those of you that have been saved. In fact, I always look forward to uh, f trying to find out, so how, how did you come to the Lord? What, how, what was your life? What were you, where were you at? Where, where, where did you come from? And uh, um, I didn't, uh, we didn't announce or anything like that because I didn't know up until maybe a, a week and a half or so ago. Uh, as I was taking a little bit of time uh, with my, my brother Adekule, just didn't plan on it. But the next thing, I, he was just sharing his testimony with me of his life. And uh, I said, oh, man, you, you got to share this with uh, the church. And so today we're going to hear, uh, as we call these Power Sundays, of the power of God in a person's life, regardless of where you may come from. doesn't matter where you come from, the power of God to change a life. And uh, this morning, as there's been an emphasis, as we saw those pictures, amazing pictures, Andrew didn't stress that one where they were, was in Arizona or somewhere in the mid, mid West, Midwestern states. That puddle, he says, it was, it was literally a mud puddle. Like there, it was not a, a, a pretty sight, but yet, uh, amazing thing. I, I appreciate the, the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to say that we can reflect the glory of God in our lives. Just to be still, acknowledge the Lord, and that there would be a, a reflection of, of his glory in us and through us, and uh, that others would see Jesus in us. And uh, so this... Uh, morning, I'm going to just call my brother Adekule to come, and um, brother, I'm leaving this water for you if you need it, so I won't touch it, and so yeah, come on up, and just share what God is doing, or where you came from, and what God is doing in your life, and uh, I, I would just say, brother, slow down just a bit, because sometimes you, you speak a little bit faster, so I got to catch it, I'm not catching, it's too fast, so just, yeah, and just be used by the Lord this morning. Praise God. Let me give you a big hug. God bless. Thank you. Good morning, congregation. It's uh, an honor and a privilege to share with you today. Uh, it's a very, very unique day. It's my son's birthday. Um, And um, it's also a milestone year for me in my life. Uh, so I believe God is at work. I was originally born in Nigeria. And I was born, of course, into a Christian family. Um, I do recall, I mean, where I bring my kids to church, my parents, my mom especially, took me to church a lot. Um, recited the Psalm 23, you know, uh, when I look back now at the wealth of scriptures I know, it must have been that foundation. Um, I went through um, elementary, middle, high school. There was still that fear of God, you know, uh, instilled in me. But at the age of 23, 
um, during a period where I call the wandering years of my life, I consciously accepted Jesus Christ. And so it was in a church event, and there was an altar call, and I stepped out and I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And I believe a few months after that, I got baptized uh, by immersion. We, uh, we have a baptistry here, but we use the, a real river. And so that's where I was baptized. And I can say uh, empathetically that from the time I gave my life, that grace of God, the power of God for uncommon events and occurrences, for uncommon favor, continues to rest upon me. When I was migrating from Nigeria to North America, and that was 25 years ago, and that's because there were a lot of limited opportunities in my country of birth. I could have come, or I was trying to travel prior to then, but it, it didn't happen. But when I did make it, the first thing I want to realize is I was already grounded in the faith and who God and Jesus was to me. And so when I came to America, I wasn't distracted. That foundation was there that I had to stay faithful to the word. I came, I, I was undocumented in America, and there were other options I could have considered. But because of my fear and faith for the Lord, I stayed upon the word. It would interest you to know that when I was in my undergraduate at Lehman College in the US, I began a fellowship. It was called Believer's Assembly. And that was bold because I had to get 10 students uh, to sign up to form a club. And if I didn't have a club, I wouldn't have access to facilities to host the fellowship. And so I just stood in front of the cafeteria in school and I held a sheet of paper and I just spoke to people randomly and I got the 10 I needed to form the club. And then we're now able to print the flyers to say that we're going to have a, a fellowship. And I think I chose a Tuesday at 1 p.m., which is when there's no class for uh, some people. And I went into the room that was given to us, and nobody showed up for the first 20 minutes. And I was saying to myself, Lord, <laughs> are you in this? And just when I was about to give up, 11 walked in, 11 people walked in. And we had the first uh, Believers Assembly Fellowship gathering. And we had that fellowship for all the last two years of my undergraduate degree. And even after I graduated, uh, the rule was that the club had to be established by a student, but I had graduated. So I did the same thing again. I went to the campus, sat in front of the cafeteria. I first found the first person that would be ready to begin the club, and then found the other 10 that would be members. And, and that went for about two years until it wasn't sustainable. But I say that to share that um, the Lord always has wonderful, mysterious ways 
of working in our lives. And we need to have at the back of our mind that when we come to church on a regular basis and we hear the word, you don't know how consciously or unconsciously it influences you, it impacts you, it prepares you for this work and walk through life. And for us who came from Africa, from the Caribbean, uh, from South America, or first, second generation Canadians, there's something about citizenship that, um, that eats us at the core. Uh, for those of us that were not born here, um, you would either marry a spouse or be sponsored by a ministry or a job. So we see the importance of citizenship. And as a Canadian citizen or an American citizen, you could pass it on to your child. But there is a citizenship that we both seek. We all seek. That's why we're here today. That's the citizenship of heaven. Amen. That's one citizenship that cannot be inherited or passed on. Every one of us has to work out our salvation, our walk of faith. Because Pastor Ron was a pastor does not mean that Pastor Dave would inherit even because of him and likewise your children also. So I want us to take the citizenship of heaven. Very important. Keeping in mind that your destiny is almost in your hands. And that journey begins with consciously accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. The word says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 18 to 28, it says, For the preaching of the cross is foolishness unto those who are perishing, but unto us who are being saved. This preaching that we hear on this altar every Sunday, every Wednesday, it's foolishness to some. Uh, the prayers we pray, the things we request for, the way we move with our faith. It's foolishness to some. But for us who have been saved, it's not only the power of God to save, but it leads us to internal life. I stand here as a testimony, a living testimony of the grace of God. I'm, I haven't arrived. I'm not perfect. I mean, I have definitely many shortcomings, but I am where I am and where I'm going because of the grace of God. And that's because of the Lord who is Lord over my life, Lord over all that belongs to me. So if there's anyone here today, uh, you've been coming to church, you've been hearing about Jesus, you've been hearing about God, what's this all about? I would ask, you could reach out to the leadership later on and we can explain or share this word with you. Lately, um, some people take note of the day that they gave their life to Christ. When I did, I didn't, I didn't take note of, I, I, I do know the year, I was 23, but I really can't remember the month or the date, you know. So when my kids, 
I consciously did that. I, I wrote those dates down uh, in their Bibles. Um, it's a good thing to at least be able to point or have a reference to when you consciously um, gave your life. You know, Pastor talks about at seven, you know, and then probably when he was more matured, he realized the impact and the import of that decision. So if you're here today, you've been coming to church, or you're listening online, I would appeal to you, and it's an appeal to give your life, to be consciously walking in a relationship with the Almighty. There's nothing else sweeter, you know, like the song said, there's nothing else more fulfilling there's nothing else more rewarding than giving your life to the Lord and living a life that should please him. It goes beyond the pastor. I liken the pastor of a church to the pilot of a plane. And you do realize when you are in the plane, the pilot is minding his own business. His job is to get the plane from point A to point B. That's your pastor, that's your bishop. But you are in your own seat. You could choose to eat, watch a movie, read a book, or sleep. You could choose to do whatever you want in your seat. That's the way the Christian walk is. So while the pastor or bishop is navigating the plane or the sheep of the congregation, you, your destiny is still in your hands. And do you realize when the plane gets to its destination, even the pastor goes through immigration. I mean, the pilot goes through immigration to get into that country. That's the same way the pastor and the bishop, the leader of the congregation, and you remain equal at the gates of heaven. So with trepidation, I humbly ask that you walk out your salvation. Walk the faith walk. Attempt your best to live a life that brings praise and glory to his holy name. And so if there's anyone here, I don't know if you are yet to give your life to Jesus, or you've heard this, you don't know what it's about. You've been coming to church. Coming to church is different from giving your life to Jesus. You need to give your life. You need to be conscious in that decision. You need to be in a Bible-believing environment. You need to be mentored, nurtured, and guided in the way of the Lord. You need to bring all your needs, all your worries to the Savior, to the Almighty, to the Creator, to the sustainer of life and all that exists. There is nothing more you can do with your life than that. Thank you. God bless you. Just before, uh, I want to I ask you, uh, so you gave your life to the Lord, and uh, how has he led you, uh, whether it's uh, a little bit about maybe work and maybe some of the things that the Lord has had you do uh, or put in your heart. I know one of the things you said, ah, I haven't been as um, involved necessarily here, but I know your your heart is the Lord is putting on your heart. I need to to be involved in the body of Christ in some way. Not to say, uh, yeah, you're saved. But uh, so uh, 
what are some of the things that, like, when it comes to work, like, what do you, what do you do? What do, what do you do? What, how, and how did you get to that place of what you do uh, yeah. for work? Yeah, thank you, sir. So I, I tend to think I wear two hats. <laughs> and when I was in the U.S., um, where I lived for 12 years, after the uh, campus fellowship, the, there were two other churches that I was part of. I was part of the leadership, and I would minister regularly and witness. And um, I was also the coordinator for the National Day of Prayer uh, for the city of New York in the U.S., which is the first Thursday in May. So I was heavily involved uh, in ministry, and th that foundation hasn't gone. My desire, my heart, it's, it's not gone anywhere. Now, but lately, everyone knows me, like I was at an event with my wife yesterday, it's Agimatics, which is my company, uh, and I've just found that Agimatics is a ministry, actually. Um, so I go in to talk about business or, you know, projects, but I end up having to become a, a counselor, a mentor, or advisor to the folks I come across. And 90% of times, I may not get the project, but I get to impact their life. Um, so all through, I mean, I mean, everywhere I am, people just come up and talk to me. Uh, and I just see it's the grace and favor of God. And there's that trust, that desire to, to be of impact. Um, because you just never know who it is that can win that soul or impact that life or whose life it is that can influence on it's whose grace, whose anointing. Um, we know of the story of Billy Graham. He was the only one that uh, the person that gave the altar call, he was the only one that responded. It was just Billy Graham. And so whoever that person would have been would have thought he was a failure. But look at what Billy Graham went on to do. So you don't know um, whose life, whose story uh, would impact. And so my earth's desire is to continue to be of impact, not only in the background, but as the Lord leads. So uh, the work that you're, you're doing right now, uh, your company, you, uh, in, in a nutshell, what, what is it that you do with your company and, and how does that lead you? Because I know you, there's times where you're not around for weeks on end because of, of business or, but so maybe tell us a little bit about that and, and, and it has led you to meet with some very interesting people. Yeah. 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 Thank you. So the company I had is called Agematics. Agematics is 12 years old on November 12 of this year. Um, and we are active in three continents. Um, our revenues have just started to take an increase. And I do travel a lot, yes, for uh, business. Uh, the first thing I do realize, and the reason I travel a lot, it's just become clear to me, is we may be bidding for a project and we're not getting the right response and all of that. But when I show up in person uh, to those clients or those organizations, I mean, with the grace of God, uh, you get things to start uh, proceeding. So, so the work is around the health field? In yeah, the health so field. We, we're, my background is quite interesting, um, but it's mostly software. Um, we have a niche in e-health, um, so I did invent uh, a portable electronic personnel record, which is uh, patent pending, and then we've moved now into 
artificial intelligence and machine learning for optimized revenue collection for government agencies. Uh, we also dis de develop bespoke uh, software for certain clients. So our strength right now is e-health, machine learning, and also cyber insurance. Uh, that's where our strengths are. We are incorporated in Nigeria and Canada, and we're just about to be incorporated now in France, uh, which will give us a beachhead into the French-speaking African countries. Uh, and so that's the work that we do at the moment. So I know for some, sometimes uh, with education and uh, I believe engineering degree, and, and uh, uh, so sometimes it's the work that we would be doing is is over my head at times, or sometimes it's, it's I, I'm not understanding everything, but the Lord gives us the gifts, gives us gifts, and the Lord desires to work through us with the gifts that he's given us. And I, I think one of the things, uh, as I mentioned earlier, no matter, and it doesn't matter where we may come from, the Lord gives gifts to us all that they would be used by us yeah. to glorify him, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it's like, brother, it's like some of the things that you do or you've, you've uh, accomplished or whatever, it's like, I, I just, I'm, it's mind boggling. And uh, uh, you're talking about uh, using the, uh, the computer realm, a, even AI or whatever. Uh, and so I know for myself, uh, I, one of the things that I love, and I, I, just going into a little bit of the, the the science and whatever, is to I've got an iPhone to ask Siri script or passages, scriptures, uh, whatever, to have them come up for me, and so I'll just say, Hey Siri, where where do you find this scripture? I can't remember where it's found. So she she gives me the answer. Say thank you, Lord. I'll I'll have the computer give me all this extra information uh, regarding passages and whatnot. So what would you say to this, to this group regarding from where you came from as a, as a child, as a young, a young adult, uh, when it comes to uh, God being able to use them? What would you say, uh, how, can you, how would you encourage them uh, for what God could do in their lives? Thank you. And the first scripture that comes to mind with what you've just said is Proverbs 2.6, for the Lord giveth wisdom. And the Lord giveth wisdom to everyone. And for the youth, especially. And for the parents and guardians. There's no way you can replace a godly heritage foundation. And if you do all your best to ensure you have that kind of environment for your children, there's just no way they can defer or go away from that foundation that can lead them to do exploits. I mean, we have nine and 10 year olds ministering. Um, we have your lifestyle, which is the more critical part. It's not what you say. It's not me standing here to minister or share my testimony, but maybe for those who have interacted or who interact with me, and for you also, your lifestyle would impact leave an impression that would draw many 
unto the King of Kings. The word says we should be a light, we should be a salt. How can you be a light, how can you be a salt to the earth, to the nation, if there's nothing wonderful about you to share? Many have interacted with you. I, I, I try to remember the first time we came here was in August 19. I don't know if it was 2016 or 2015. I don't, I don't know where she is. There was a, a, a lady. She used to sit over there. She gave a message, talked about the women of the Bible. That was the message she gave on that day. And she talked about the genealogy of Jesus Christ and emphasized on that. That message has talked with me till today. Can you imagine how many people that came to church for the first time? Not only here, but anywhere else. The way they were welcomed at the entrance or the message they met on the altar or the worship and praise that took place. And those memories stay with them and leave a foundation for them to build upon. Same thing with the way we help here for those who are less trodden, for those who are ill, that meal you cook, that visit you made, that org you gave, that handshake you gave when they said you should say hello to someone, the time you spared time to go and help somebody move from one building to another, all those random acts of kindness leave an impression that allows the recipient to build upon their walk with the Lord. Praise the Lord. Truly, uh, we, we underestimate what God, he has made us. He's, we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works that, that was established for, before time began that we would walk in them. And I think we underestimate what God truly can do in our lives to, that we would be open, Lord, you, you mentioned about giving your life to Jesus Christ and uh, you're the Lord Jesus Christ. And I, I think we know Jesus as Savior, but Jesus as Lord in our life. If Jesus is Lord in our life, Lord, your will, your will be done. Not my will, your will be done in my life. Yeah. And uh, so the will of God for your life has led you uh, to many different countries and uh, nations and to stand before different uh, people uh, of, of prominence, of doing a work or whatever, but that our lives would be, that would give glory to God and, and be a, a, a testimony to those that you come in contact with, whoever it may be, because yeah. of the value of a soul. Um, is there anything else that you would just say, hey, I this is what the Lord has, has taught me in my life as I've, I've gone through. You mentioned something about the wandering years. And uh, uh, so maybe, maybe you can just, because uh, maybe some are, of you are at that place. You're, there's this, maybe this thing of wandering. It's like, God, I don't know where am I at, where I should be or whatever. Is there anything that you could say to those that maybe are, would be in that wandering phase because that was a number of years. So, yeah, just maybe uh, highlight some of that. Yeah, amazing. Uh, when I talk about the wandering years, I got my, um, I came to the U.S. at 25. Uh, I had not yet graduated from, from university, so I did my undergrad. My first bachelor's was at 30. 
now 30, every one of my colleagues or contemporaries would have their PhDs. So you would stay at a late education. Now, it wasn't that I wasn't intelligent. It was just that, you know, um, the, the wandering years were years of destruction. Yes, there was the grace of God, but there was just so much happening around me. So the first thing I would say to you is, um, it's never too late. You never know where God is taking you. And then I went on to McMaster, and I did two graduate degrees right back to back. It's, as a matter of fact, I was in the last semester of my first master's and the first semester of the second master's at the same time. And the school couldn't comprehend how to you know, um, relate to me. And so if you would have looked at me prior to traveling and during the wandering years, what would my parents have been thinking of? Like, it's not going to amount to anything. It's, uh, no. Right? Yeah. And so there may be some of you like that, yeah, with your children, yeah. But today, among every of those colleagues and contemporaries, when they mention the stars or champions, I'm, I'm either the first or the second. So God is doing a walk. He does it when he wants to do it. And I tell my wife that all the time. We have a very good story in the life of Moses. I mean, at 80. I mean, if you live to 80 nowadays, you're like, you should be grateful to God. But at 80 is when God called him for the greatest deliverance of a, of a nation or a race. So in other words, he was being prepared for 80 years. The anger he had, the temper he had, the unbelief he had. 80. And then he went on for another 40 years in the power of the Lord to lead out the Israelites. Could he even have fathomed that God will use him. Till today, Moses, that's the greatest prophet in Jewish history. So I don't know anyone here. You're not 80. <laughs> and I see many youths, uh, many gentlemen, many ladies. God is doing a walk. He can pick you up at any time and enable you to fulfill your divine destiny. To fulfill your divine destiny. And don't give up on God. Look at the story of Isaac. The Bible says, And Isaac entreated the Lord for his wife. And he said, For the Lord did what? And closed the womb. Isaac got Rebekah at 40. And didn't have, Rebecca did not conceive until 22 years later. So for 22 years, Isaac would keep telling his wife, the Lord will do it. The Lord will do it. And she would be like, yeah, you're right. And Isaac would keep telling God, I'm not going to do what my father Abraham did. Uh -uh, I'm not going into a handmaiden. I don't think there's anyone here that has been waiting on the Lord for something for 22 years. I, I don't think so. <laughs> but for whatever you're waiting on him for,
He is faithful to see you through. And for whatever purpose he has for your life, he is more than able to take you there. He is creator, he is sovereign, he is Elohim. And he knows better. I give an example. When I, I do a lot of email communications, I have some emails that I program to be delivered in two weeks. Why did I want it to be delivered in two weeks? So, in other words, for almost every request we've made to God, he had programmed the response. Some could be immediate. Some could be a week or two or years. Remember, a day to him is a thousand to us. A thousand to, uh, to him is one to us. So in most instances, God has a plan, a divine purpose for us, and he has ordained our footsteps with all the blessings, the breakthroughs, and the victories. But he knows when best he wants it to come to pass. So in whatever you may be going through, as long as you're on earth, and you are living a breath, you will always have challenges that you will always come across. The Lord is more than able to see you through. Amen. Amen. Brother, if I could just uh, have you close in prayer and uh, just to pray what's on your heart for those that are here uh, and wherever you may be at, my brother made a very strong calling uh, to give your life to the Lord. If you have not given your life to the Lord, that you would do that uh, and ask him to come in and to, to receive forgiveness of sins and life eternal in him. But the other thing that I, I want to emphasize, as my brothers emphasized, is the lordship of Jesus Christ. So even though, as you said, God has a divine plan for us, but if we choose to say, no, I'm going to do my own thing, the Lord will not force his will upon you. So we have to submit, and maybe you can include that in your prayer, is that we would surrender to Jesus as Lord in our life. That, that there's, uh, Lord, not my, as Jesus, he was totally surrendered to the Father and the will uh, of the Father and and. and Son, Holy Spirit, together. He said, I'm, I'm coming to this earth. I'm in agreement with this. And just before he died, he had opportunity to say, no, 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 I'm not going through with this. And there was this thing where he says, not my will, but your will be done. Let it be finished. If this cup could pass for me, he knew what was coming. And I think it was, it, was the, it was definitely the spiritual. It wasn't the physical so much, the pain, the suffering that he would go through physically, but it was the spiritual thing of our sins being put on him. Not my will, your will be done. So that, that, that would be a prayer in these last days that the will of God, because all of us, we can do all these other things, that the will of God would be accomplished through us as we surrender our will to his will. But Brother, just, just go ahead, pray uh, as, we, as we close the service. Thank you, Pastor. Elohim El Elyon, the self-existing, the most high God, the origin, the author, the creator and sustainer of life, 
and all that exists. We bow before you spiritually and physically at this moment. We exalt you, we acknowledge you, we appreciate you as Lord over all, Lord over our lives. We say blessed be your holy name. Today, October 16, 2022, and going forward, we ask that everyone in this gathering, in this congregation, physically and online, that there be a definite turning point for your power, for your presence, for your protection, for your provision, for life eternal, in the name of Jesus. We ask that those who are yet to know you, either they come for an altar call or they speak to the ministers later, or they go on their own and their knees and ask you to be Lord, that you will respond to the yearnings, to the cry, to the urge of every soul, every being here today, and that you will continue to make yourself known to us in ways beyond our comprehension. Oh Lord, I couldn't have planned this when Andrew chose that song. He says, how can it be that thou, who our Savior, would die for our sins? You paid the price. You shed the blood once and for all. The blood saves Adekunle Ajiboe, saves Dave Spazinski, saves Lighthouse, saves all of eternity and creation. That blood. And so we have no reason but to call on the blood. They said the price was paid by him. The blood that was shed on Calvary. Its price has been paid. I'm sure everyone here today, if you're offered something and we're telling you the car is paid for, take the car. The house is paid for, take the house. You would take it. And here we are preaching this Jesus to you. Who shed his blood on Calvary just to give you abundant, as a matter of fact, abundant on planet Earth and eternal life. The price has been paid. We ask that you accept him as Lord. We ask that you let him lead you. We ask that you submit to him. And Lord, we ask that your presence and power will rest upon everyone here today and going forth. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. God bless. Thanks. I, I, I'm always amazed uh, what God can do in a person's life. And I thank God no matter what. I just beautifully, as, as my brother shared, no matter where you are, whatever your background, let the Lord work on you and work through you at this time. So God bless you. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy time of fellowship. Enjoy your, your day, and uh, it's been good to be in the house of the Lord. God bless. Hey, thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. Just want you to know you can find full live stream services on our website, lighthouseniagara.com.